You're listening to the Ag Watch Podcast. Senator, welcome to AgWatch. Governor, thank you for taking time to speak with us this morning. Secretary of Agriculture, United States Senator for Arkansas. He's the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. Where we dig deeper into the story to find the people and forces growing American agriculture. Mr. Secretary, farmers are in the fourth year of this downturn. You're the farmer, you tell me what you need. When is someone going to address these problems with flooding? You're still not answering the question, though. Hosted by Terry Simmons. President and CEO of USA Rice. He's the CEO a of farmer from Northeast Arkansas. He's a farmer and row crop a farmer. and peanut grower a from West Soybean and livestock grower from the Missouri Boot Hill. Congressman, welcome to Ag Watch. Terry Simmons here at the Farm and Gin Show with Dr. Jay Mahaffey, science fellow from Monsanto. So you're head of the Scott Learning Center in Scott, Mississippi. And uh, we were just talking about what a wonderful place. I know I was able to tour there back a couple of years ago and saw some of the things that you were doing with different variety trials and stuff. I remember you had some rows planted and the row length corresponded to uh, how much it took to get the same yield today as it took back years ago. Talk a little bit about the Learning Center at Scott and kind of where it's located there on the Deer Creek at the headwaters and the things that you've been able to do there over the past few years. That's exactly right. It's one of the great opportunities of my career to be the leader of the Scott Learning Center. And I put it like this, I'm employed by Monsanto, but I take my guidance from growers. And the truth of the matter is that that's how we direct our program. We, have, we started this program as about 100 acres or 110 acres there at Scott on those deep Deer Creek silty loam soils. We've grown to 350 acres this year. And the reason that we've grown is because people give us input that they need other information. We have been able to add very heavy cracking clays that represent a lot of the mid-southern environments. We've got everything from those silty deep sands all the way out to those cracking clays and then pretty good mixed soils also. That enables us to grow corn, cotton, and soybeans in a way that I call commercially simulated. That means that I use a piece of equipment that a grower could go buy if he wanted it. Now, I have some space-age things that are experimental that, you know, are pretty fancy and have all kind of lights and buzzers and things on them, but most of the equipment that we use is based in what a grower would use, and we take our guidance from growers. You know, we introduce a new set of products every year in corn, cotton, and soybeans, Certainly we demonstrate that, but we work on a lot of other things also. We characterize those products for how they behave and respond to population, particularly in corn. We look at planting errors that happen in people's fields in corn and cotton and soybeans also. We've done things like plant skippy stands in soybeans to to evaluate when we should replant and when we shouldn't. We maintain a real focus on PGR management in cotton. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much an unrepentant cotton person. I know the world's changed, and that's not you know hadn't been a focus for a lot of people. This year, we are beginning to have a lot of folks that have not had cotton in 15 years. Some of them that are growing cotton again. The varieties have changed. The way we need to use those varieties has changed, and we keep a focus on that and have had one all this time. And now that information has come back to be relevant again. So it's, it's really a, a great thing. Now, we share the information all kind of different ways. We have about 2,500 visitors at Scott every year. But the real growth in our program has come in what I call the Winter Roadshow. So we go out on behalf of, it used to be exclusively on the behalf of sales folks that ask us to come do a meeting in their territory. Now we're going out and doing meetings like 
talking to the Jenners about cotton varieties, talking to people further away from Scott than you would think would really be interested in our work. But we have general agronomic information that is helpful to growers to let them make better decisions. And a lot of it's not based in any commercial it, it really is not branded. It, it, good good agronomic decision-making is just good decision-making. It really doesn't matter how you go about it or what you use it on. So I contact another three or 4,000 people through the winter in these winter-type meetings, and that has been a, a really great way to share information. It's also all available on the Internet today. So whenever I first started at AgWatch, I remember the first time I ever went to Leland to an event, uh, they were telling me there that it, it had always been known as the highest per capita rate of PhDs uh, from back in the day there with all the research centers, the big USDA research center there, and of course Mississippi State and all the ag companies that have stuff there. So you're on the other end of Deer Creek, the far end there, but you're an heir to that tradition. And talk about what that means as a researcher working on Deer Creek land and kind of in that area. It really, it's the greatest honor of my career, to be honest with you, to have people ask for information that want it. I grew up on a farm in northeastern Louisiana. Back in those days, Louisiana had a million acres of cotton. The world's changed, and I moved off to North Carolina State, went to graduate school, came back as Delta Pines entomologist. We went through the introduction of a bunch of different seed treatment products, a bunch of new varieties, things like 555 and 451 and 458. Now we're on the the cusp of doing some something even greater than that and and it really is something that i think makes a, a tradition uh, it's a complementary of the tradition that we have we're building on and some of the things i'm talking about are we have and it's not only us but the industry has enabled growers to be better corn farmers to make better decisions in in uh, soybeans. And we also now have a generation of cotton varieties that without the presence of the boll weevil that are notably different. And they're notably different in two ways. They yield more, That's the, the numbers prove that out. You know, on average across them all, they're high yielding, but the real difference that will that is continuing to differentiate U.S. cotton is they're higher quality. And as we grow better and better fiber, we're more and more competitive, and hopefully we get better prices for it. And it's something I'm proud of being involved in. You know, I think that's right. We There was so much concentration for so long on higher-yielding varieties, and now uh, with the rise of so many polyesters and these synthetic materials, the emphasis seems to have really shifted to where you need a higher-yielding variety that also has better qualities to it, better lint qualities. So talk about that a little bit about kind of what you've seen in your career in the improvement of these qualities. I think that is, you couldn't have said that better. We have concentrated and did concentrate a long time that we made fiber that was of, of acceptable quality with higher yields. Well, today, one of the first things that will get varieties kicked out of breeding programs is are problems in quality. And I think what that represents to me is we have gone from fiber that was okay and yields that were pretty good to yields that are, when we removed the boll weevil, it enabled us to change cotton varieties across the industry to be a little bit less determinate so that they can grow longer, they can set more fruit. But we've maintained a focus and actually increased the emphasis on fiber quality because as we're growing higher yielding crops, of course, that's a significant part of the income to a grower. 
but also any premiums that we get for fiber quality differentiate our products our product as a crop and i'm talking about u.s cotton not not delta pine varieties it's true for us but i think it will it will wind up being true for everyone as long as we keep that sort of focus well, Jay Mahaffey, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. You're very welcome, and then I would invite anyone who would like this information. It's all available on Monsanto.com. If you go to the Scott Learning Center page, uh, my phone numbers and email addresses are all over the Internet. That we're easily accessible, and we would invite anyone that would like to visit either our webpage or the site to come see us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the AgWatch podcast, where we dig deeper into the story to find the people and forces growing American agriculture. 